Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give up on your dreams, no matter how small. Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is May 6, 2014. Today's show is going to be tearing up the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in regards to how many musts there are, what you must and you must not do. But before we do that, I want to talk about something that was brought to my attention that is uh, that was in the news WUSA 9 was reporting, I'm going to play this about our new drug czar, and this is uh, about Michael Botticelli, and I'm just going to play it, and you can listen to it. It's short three minutes. is so down-to-earth and unassuming, it's hard to believe he's a Washington insider. If you had asked me 25 years ago, in the depths of that despair, if I at some point would end up as the acting director in the White House, I would have been like, you're crazy. Not only does Botticelli play an important role in this administration, in the world of addiction recovery, he's a rock star. I'm pretty public about this. I've been in recovery for about 25 years. And uh, so if you'd asked me 25 years ago, that I don't, no, no, it's not. He makes an instant connection with addicts struggling to get clean. Part of our job now and part of the giving back piece is making sure that we have adequate treatment. I get it on a very, very personal and deep level. How long have you been here? Really? Wow, that's great. Botticelli was addicted to alcohol, raised in a family unhinged by substance abuse. So he knows early intervention is critical, particularly for people who are at risk. Of course we don't say to people, well, we're going to wait till you have a heart attack before we decide to treat your blood pressure. Hi, Renita. How are you? What are you making for dinner? With security keeping a watchful eye, we joined Botticelli as he visited two local treatment facilities. I couldn't 
that I would have a happy, fun, love-filled life without drinking. Is this saying you? Let me know that. This is God's not only is Botticelli the first addict in recovery to hold this position in the White House, he is also the first openly gay man. I cannot tell you how freeing it is to be able to bring your whole self to a job and not have to compartmentalize different parts of your life. We have this thing every day where he goes off to work and I say, okay, go save the world. And, you know, in his mind, that's, that's really what, what he's going off to do. Botticelli is also infectiously optimistic that our country has reached a tipping point, making it okay for people to speak openly about their recovery, as he does. For anybody in recovery, or anybody who's thinking about getting help, to show that there is this like unbelievably fabulous life on the other side of it, you do it sober. A top priority for Botticelli's office is to promote community-based recovery support centers so addicts in recovery have a place to go and activities to do with other clean and sober people. In Washington, Andrea McCarran, WUSA 9. Okay, so there we go. There we have a stepper of 25 years in the White House, as our drugs are, who is talking about, uh, you know, creating uh, these centers. And, you know, I got to tell you, I-, I was pretty upset about this. I wonder if um, Michael Botticelli knows about the sexual predatory behavior that's going on inside of Alcoholics Anonymous, including in the gay community, which it's atrocious. Um, I am so disturbed, really, really disturbed by a lot of things that he said. One, why is he saying calling himself an addict when, if in fact he was alcohol dependent? Um, that it. it I don't know what, what what's with all of these people that are out there, but if you go to a meeting, not in a big city, so if you go to a meeting uh, in L.A. and maybe New York, uh, you can say that um, you know you're an addict too. But you better you better say that you're an alcoholic, or they will give you so much shit that they will tell you to get out of there. And if you're in a small town, I've spoken to people that are in Ohio, that are in Colorado, that are in Arkansas, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Washington State, that there is this thing about labeling yourself an alcoholic, and I don't know why he's calling himself an addict. Like, was, you know, your drug of choice really, uh, you know, your beverage of choice was alcohol? And this whole point of you know, uh, that he could never imagine that he could be happy uh, unless, you know, he, that he could be happy without alcohol for 25 years. I mean, I'm, I, it's just really disturbing. So, again, if you're listening, you want to Google this thing and you want to um, post it everywhere, it's coming out of WUSA Channel 9 in Washington. His name, he is the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, and his name is Michael Botticelli. And, you know, this whole bullshit of saying, I'm in recovery. It's like, what the fuck? I don't understand what's going on here. It's like you're in AA. Like, just say it. I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous. I believe in a modality from the 1930s that's never been updated, that's been highly religious, it's deemed highly religious in 25 states, that it's just the most bizarre bullshit the fact that they promote Alcoholics Anonymous and NA and Al-Anon are our White House website, to me, is something that needs to be changed and taken down. I mean, I just, this is really, really messed up, and I have a caller here that i got to turn this off. Okay. Um, all right, so 
there I got that off my chest. This is, you know, it is a giant, uh, let's see, what is it, David and Goliath kind of thing. The, it makes sense the more I find out, the, 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 how I found out what the American Society of Addiction Medicine was, which was just a bunch of AA quacks who got together to form this society so that they can be in control of doctors, uh, birds of a feather, what that means when you're a pilot and you're forced and coerced to attend a layperson's uh, you know, self-regulating uh, you know, support pod group with a bunch of, you could go there and be a bunch of wackos in the back. There could be you know, sexual predators there. There could be rapists there. There could be people who are mentally ill there. Uh, if you go to a regular meeting outside of, you know, I guess, birds of a feather, oh, my God, it just... Hi there, folks out there. Hi, powerful. Uh, welcome to the few people that are in the chat room. Uh, although I can't actually see anybody in the chat. It's kind of weird here today, uh, the way it's showing up in here. Anyway, um, anybody want to call in? 818-475-9211. Tell me why you're outraged, why you've been you know, upset about this whole movement where we have a problem with Alcoholics Anonymous and its culture, 818 475 9211. My name is Monica Richardson. I want to do a little plug for my film, The 13th Step, the film. You can see the YouTube video. You can see it on the website, The 13th Step, the film. If you'd like to donate and get a tax-deductible donation, you can do it through the IDA, which is the International Documentary Association. You can do it easily on PayPal. You can also send a check where you can send it to the address that's in Los Angeles, California. You can send it directly to my company, or if you want the deduction, you do it through the IDA. All right. So we have done two shows where I am bringing a highlight to how many references there are to God. I mean, I, and, and the title of those shows were, is AA spiritual or is it religious? Because, you know, so often we hear, oh, it's not a religion. It's not religious. It's spiritual. And I'm like, you know, and at first I was even somebody who was like, well, it's not really a religion. Of course it's not because they don't call it that, but it has every, not every, let's not, I don't want it, to, it's not up there with Catholicism or Buddhism or, you know, being a Muslim or Judaism. It's not, but they like to play this game, this really serious game that, oh, we're spiritual. What the, what does that mean? You know, you're spiritual and not religious. So if you have hundreds and hundreds of references to God, to Him, that's parenthesized or, you know, that's bolded, uh, the Great One, you know, all these different things. Well, let me tell you, it's hundreds and hundreds of times the references to, um, the references to God. But tonight, today, it's the afternoon here, but I think it's back east, it's already the evening, right, or early evening, we're going to deal with the musts, okay? So the first one is in chapter 1. It says, I must turn in all things to the Father of light who presides over all of us. So, you know, not only is that, uh, you know, you must, it's very black and white thinking, you have the religious, the Father of light, Jesus, these people are really, it's pretty weird, who presides over all of us. And then the next one is, faith has to work 24 hours a day in and through us, or we perish. What kind of fucking nut was this guy? I mean, to say that, there is nobody. He was a depressive. 
that, that to lay this trip on new people when they hear this that faith has to work 24 hours a day in and through us or we no i'm sorry faith is faith and whether you have it or not whether you have it for an hour or you lost it for an hour you don't perish so that's on page one in chapter one bill's story absolute nonsense chapter two there is a solution uh, on page 17, there uh, actually are no musts, but let's listen to this part. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. Okay, like really? Let's look at that again. Um, none of us like we have to self-search, we have to level our pride, the confession of shortcomings. I mean, this is worse than you know uh, being a Catholic here. Which, re- which the process requires for a successful consummation. All right, well, I don't know where there's any proof of that. If you are, a seriously, uh, if you are seriously alcoholic, as we were, well, how many people are now winding up in Alcoholics Anonymous who got one DUI, who actually don't have a problem? How many people are just acting out as teenagers or getting drunk in college? And you are nothing. Absolutely nothing like Bill Wilson was. You know, you are not, um, they said there is no middle of the road solution. It's very black and white. On to chapter three, which is more about alcoholism, must appears two times. Here we go. If we are planning to stop drinking, there must be no reservation of any kind, nor any lurking notion that someday we will be immune to alcohol his defense must come from a higher power. Okay, so now we have anybody who doesn't believe in God or, uh, you know, in this higher power shit. I don't know, you man, he really got together with some, you know, goobly gawk, uh, new age or Otis Huxley or something. Maybe it was Otis Huxley. Well, I guess he didn't know him when he wrote this book. But um, if we are planning to stop drinking, there must be no reservations of any kind nor any lurking notion. So right away you're setting people up for them not believing that they can if they have any doubts, which is not true. Because I had plenty of doubts, not early on, but like as I sat in those first two years and I sat and listened to this stuff and I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't think I belong here. I didn't belong there. I don't, but, you know, they were like, oh, you know, just look for, the, look, for the, you know, look for the similarities, not the differences, is what, you know, we heard all the time. And, uh, you know, i got to tell you, let me just get out of here. Um, let me just close out this one window. All right, here we go. Uh, I am at 818-475-9211. If you have a comment or a question you want to call in, please do. It's just going to be me. Oh, there's, hi, there's Jason. Hi, Jason. How you doing? I'm glad to see you. Can you call in? Uh, I don't know if you're able to call in or not. Um, I didn't, I'm trying, I'm double tasking here, multitasking. All right, here we go. Chapter 4, which is We Agnostics, Um, here is a must, okay. But after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life or else. Or else what? Like, how much, it's not only that it's so religious because we've done the religious. We've done three quarters. I still have more. If we have time today, we'll, we'll continue with the God references but if you have God or something like God that's mentioned over 500 times, which th- those are the numbers in the first 164 pages, 
And then on top of it, you're having this Mustang going on. It's really a setup for failure for many, many people. Um, Okay, here we go. Uh, Chapter 5. Must appears five times. We have somebody in the uh, holding thing here. We have 603. There's somebody there holding. Can you just hold on a minute? And I'm going to get to you in just a second. Chapter 5, how it works. Okay, it appears five times, must. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of the selfishness. I mean, who, who can get rid of being selfish? There's people that are more selfish than others, but we're all, you know, innately have, you know, you do things because, you know, they make your life better. I mean, it's just really crazy. We must or it kills us. No, it doesn't kill us. You must be rid of selfishness, and if you don't get rid of selfishness, it's going to kill you? This is what's read before every meeting. No wonder people are nuts. The more I tear this book apart, the more I see how nuts it is. That's crazy, all right? When you really look above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. No, that's not true. We saw that these resentments must be mastered, but how? Whatever our ideal turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about still more harm in doing so. Okay, let's see who's on the line here. Hi, caller. Can I have your name, please? Yeah, hi, Monica. It's Evelyn. Oh, hi, Evelyn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm mad as hell. I just wanted to call and talk to... about the must in the big book. <laughs> I'm not going to have mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. I just can't believe this stuff. Oh my God! And right? I know, and I can't believe I I believed it at one point. Isn't that really, you know, this part here, which is what I just read from chapter five? I'm like, maybe it's the droning and the way that people read it who've been there a long time that you just kind of, you know, above everything else, alcohol. Oh yeah, definitely, because every single everybody else believes it. You go right along with it. There's no doubters anywhere. In the meeting. Well, so you get I, caught I, up in that group thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I do think from what I'm learning that there is there are always a few people in the meetings that don't believe, and I think there's more people like that now because of DUI court ordering. So I do think that if you go to, go to a meeting, there are going to be about, uh, I would say, 10% or don't believe it. But for me, I have right. torn yes. this court up so many right. times, okay? I mean, I can't believe I got this phone. Um I think I've done at least five shows, right? At least tearing up this big book. Oh, and, yeah, right, right, right. right? I, I can't mean, I how it works. Oh, but even I can't believe like these two lines here that that even though we've torn it up so many times, above everything, all we must be rid of the selfishness. We must, or it kills us. It's like no, it right, doesn't. Right, right, right. Like right. that's really fucking crazy. Right. You know? Right. That just makes you codependent. That's what it does. <laughs> So then you end up going to Alamo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went down that road too. Oh, how sad. I'm like so like I'm I'm like depressed today. You know, like I'm not a depressive type, Evelyn. You know me. I'm not at all. Uh-huh. But you know, right, I feel right, like right. I'm up against such a big fucking Goliath. You know. I mean, I know that right. there's community. I know that we've made progress. Gabriel Glaser wrote a book. Lance Doty's wrote the book that's out. Uh, we were on, you know, Katie Couric. There's, 
you know, CBS News is, you know, following the very, very bad part of the court coercion of violent offenders and sex offenders to meetings, and that's happening. But it still, right. when I find out that my the drugs are in Washington, is he freaking stepper of 25 years and uses that stupid, slippery slope language of like pretending that they're not an AA when everybody fucking knows that's what that means. It's almost, it's a mind fucking. Now they've taken what goes on in the meetings, Evelyn, and they've taken it yeah. out in the open and said, I'm not really in AA. I'm not really naked. You know, I'm in recovery. Right. And I'm like, what do you, what do you right. like? What do you, what do you think? Like every fucking show on television, there must be 15 I, shows. I, well, you know, when you talk about television, one thing I've noticed is the attitude. They're portraying AA more accurately. Like, for instance, I got hooked on that show Nashville. Mm-hmm. And because I have, you know, Hulu Plus, I can watch show after show after show after show. And one of the main characters is an alcoholic in recovery. So he, you know, make a long story short, one of the performers' mother was an addict, and he got her into AA. Her counselor, who had all this time in AA, turned out sleeping with her daughter, and then the mother ended up murdering him. But anyway, his, his sleazy ways just came out. Oh, I missed that. You know what I mean? So he was acting like a typical stepper, you know, sleeping with whoever, the daughter, you know, and Mm -hmm. stealing her money, which is what Wow, I missed that. I watched that show, but not, like, faithfully, so I didn't know that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, like, behaving like a typical stepper. And uh, so they're accurately performing, portraying um, them, and also there was that movie. Oh, God, what was that movie? With Will Ferrell. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. yeah when he played, his yeah. wife left him. Yeah, he lost that his one job, was... and he was a drinker, mm-hmm. and his wife left him because she ended up going out with his sponsor, mm-hmm. his old sponsor. Well, I guess that you're focusing on the few that are doing it. I mean, I think that there are some. I think there's too many, like, moms. Uh, that is a complete joke. It's like, it's like portraying what AA was like in the 1980s in the San Fernando Valley. Like, moms is a, just a joke. You know, it's really – I watch yeah. them all to see what I'm up against, what it, in Armenia, you know, is doing. But I'm glad you brought that up because I do like Nashville, and I know that the, gu- the guitar player – who also has a problem? He went. They showed him going to yeah, these meetings. A deacon, yeah, and the guy right, who right. And he goes to meetings and his. Oh sponsor, my lord! The way he talked down to him, right? <laughs> but you know what? Even so, it's like somebody said to me. I went into Trader Joe's, and one of the guys there knows, you know, about what I'm doing, and he says, like, "Yeah, wow." He was like really glad. I don't know why, you know, he was so glad when I told him. I came back, and he said, "How you been?" And I said, "Well, I was just in Toronto, and you know, film festival and everything." And he said, you know, I just was watching House of Cards. And I saw that Mm. scene where, you know, Kevin Spacey tells him that he has to go to a meeting. And he goes, and I thought of you. And I was like, he goes, I can't wait till your movie comes out. And I'm like, yeah, you and me both. But that scene to me is not an anti, that is such a plug. It really is. Yeah, it's a total fucking it's, plug. It's I mean, condemning the addictive nature of meetings. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's where he has to go, and this powerful guy is, you know, going to tell him where to go. And look, I don't know, do you have time for us to do like chapter six that I read it, the must, and then we can talk about it? 
How sure. much time do you have, everyone? Okay. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so Chapter 6 says, those of us belonging to a, a religious do- denomination which requires confession must, and of course, will want to go to the probably appointed authority whose duty it is to receive it. Though we have no religious connection, we may still do well to talk with someone ordained by an established religion. Hmm. We must be hard on ourselves. Wow. Wow, we must be hard on ourselves, but always considerate right. of others. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's a really good idea, and uh, I don't see them always being considerate of others when they were, like, you know, trying to throw us out of the meeting for talking about safety. Um, right, no, right, right, right. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, under no condition do we criticize such a person person or argue. Oh, so you can't argue now. All right, just so I'm going to throw that one in. If we have obtained right. permission, have consulted with others, ask God to help, and the, the drastic is in indicated we must not shrink what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition every day is a day when we must carry the vision of god's will into all of our activities how can i in, in quotes how can i best serve thee thy will not mine be done end of quotes wow if that's yeah. not religious like whoa yeah right there mm, there are the thoughts which must go with us constantly but we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. I mean, that's a lot of musts. How many musts? Oh that? yeah, God, every other word. That was six times. Right. That was that was six times. Go ahead. And I love what you always say is you you say that this information was never vetted. Mm. In other words, it wasn't checked by anybody else. Like, this is yeah. the way it is. You know, I mean, that came to me probably two years out of AA when I was doing one of these shows. And I started to read, uh, you know, maybe it was my last tearing up the big book before we had pulled out all the God references. And I was like, whoa, wait uh-huh. a second. You know, like, hold on. Like, this shit he had. And I think it was the history, too, that uh, the young woman who's working with me on the film had read uh, the Marty Mann book. And. We were talk I was reading some of her notes and looking at wait a second, it was never like he he met what's his face, you know, Ebby, and he was in he was in the Oxford movement. That's nineteen thirty five, he meets Bob yep. and then the book gets you know, he works on the book for two years, it gets published in thirty nine. There were only a hundred men. Oh my god, so you mean you're like you're basing all of this shit on something that that was never that a hundred people and those hundred people didn't stay sober either. Right, really, and it became like the model in math. I think one of the big hooks is that I know I'm sure you've known people, and I've known people that when they get drunk and they get drunk way too much, and then they turn into the devil. Mm -hmm. Right, they're not dealing with their anger, and it comes out when they get drunk. So they get because they're drunk, they get rageful. I mean, it certainly does seem like you know an exorcist is necessary. (laughs) You know what I mean. You know, and then you, you get to the person and you say, well, you got to quit drinking, you know, and what do they say? They say, fuck you. So it's like, you know, I don't think this was born out of nowhere. And I think in a way it serves a purpose. You know? No, I don't know what purpose. I don't know. What, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree. Well, it, it attacks, 
it, it's, it goes directly against, with all the religious speak, it goes directly against, you know, that kind of devil aspect. Oh, oh you're saying that get. that's what people believe, yeah. Right, that's why, that's where the hook comes in. Because I, I remember, those, you know, when yeah. I was in treatment, and mm-hmm. I was thinking because my, my father did that, you know, he would drink so much, he would get crazy, violent, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if that isn't a representation of the devil, I don't know what is, and then here comes, so now I'm in treatment, you know, I'm in my 20s, and I'm like, okay, I get it, you know, we have to get on God's team to beat this, this devil, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Um, but what about the people who but are I not? I think now that we're, you know, a little older, yeah. we are a little wiser, a little saner. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe this stuff isn't really, it's just a cult. You know, it ends up turning out to be just a dangerous religious cult. <sighs> it's, you know, it's really bad. Can you stay on for one more chapter or you got to go? No, I, I can stay on. Okay. Chapter 7 is working with others. 16 times must appears in this chapter, 16 times. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. The family must decide these things. To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. Now, i got to tell you, I took a tour Whoa. of that freaking Stepping Stones place, okay? I toured that place. And even the docent who likes AA, who is a freaking stepper up there, giving you the tour, said he was one of the most lazy-ass people on the planet. And he was notorious <laughs> that if he could lay down rather than sit, he would. If he could sit instead of walk across the room, he would do that. That he built an elevator in a normal house in Katona because he was so fucking lazy, he didn't want to walk upstairs. Whoa. He was really, a, and this was in such a way, this docent described Bill Wilson, it was shocking. Like, I was like, you know, he just was lazy. A really super, you could just see him sitting, you know, smoking a cigarette. Did he know Bill Wilson? Did he know the guy? Uh, the the one the docent? Yeah, the docent. No, no, he was more like my age. So Bill, I think, died oh, in what, okay. the, late, the late 60s. He's just going on hearsay. Yeah, they were, you know, but I mean, it's pretty close to the hearsay. I mean, he was kind of known for, that. that's what they said. He was known for being a super lazy guy. Okay, so here we go. Um, he should have self-sacrificed, selfish. Okay. Um, after doing that, he must decide for himself whether he wants to go on. Oh, so he now he's supposed to get a choice. I don't think that still exists in AA today, right? I mean, I don't know about you get the choice to go on. Everybody's so freaking bossy there now. If he is to find God, he it must come from within. Oh, well, okay. There's a there's a statement. <laughs> yeah, right. Instead of from yours, from a sponsor. individuality. Right. So from some cult, you know, controlling woman or guy. In many homes, this is a difficult thing to do, but it must be done. Oh, really? In many homes, let me read this. Again. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> it, it does, I have to read it twice because it's so nuts. In many homes, this is a difficult thing to do, but it must be done if any results are to be expected. Hmm. Well, you know, as my assistant Val would say, that needs to be cited. It's so funny. She made this thing like, where's the citation? I'm like, where's the freaking proof for the pudding here? <laughs> right? We must try to repair the damage immediately, lest we pay the penalty by a spree. 
if their old relationship is to be resumed, it must be on a better basis. Since the former did not work, both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. Uh, people have said we... I mean, it's just nuts. People have said we must not go where liquor is served. We must not have it in our homes. We must shun from friends who drink. We must avoid moving pictures with show drinking scenes. We must not go into bars. Our friends must hide their bottles if we go to their houses. We mustn't think or be reminded about alcohol or all. But actually, at the end of that, they rephrase it by saying that's not true. If you're spiritually fit, Evelyn... I mean, if you really have gone down deep and, you know, you're really spiritual and do your meditation every morning and sit in yoga position and get your little spiritual book from the nearest Bodhi tree, you know, your little, you know, New Age bookstore, that you too (laughs) can, you know, that's such crap. There's so many people who that is not their experience. Well, it's painting a picture of everyone Mm -hmm. who's ever had an issue with alcohol as being chomping at the bit constantly, white knuckling, you know, dying to get it, go at it. And so, you know, unfortunately, if you if you have, get addicted and then you go into AA and then it all kind of makes sense. It starts to fit in. So you've never had that experience of, you know, being somewhat of a social drinker. Mm-hmm. You know, well, some people start out of the gate as binge drinkers. Mm-hmm. Well, you have experience so with then, changing that. You, then I mean, you, you end have, up taking on that whole pers- alcoholic personality that he describes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When it's not even true. Right. You really because do. Because they, they only got like but, one vision of how people drink. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really it's true. It's and, and that's not true. No, no, it's not. In fact, you know, uh, you know, you and I both know people who uh, they left, they leave AA, and then they binge drink because they believe it, and then finally, when you get deprogrammed, you realize that that's not true. Right. I mean. Uh, right. Well, I don't want to keep you on the whole time. I really appreciate last. Yeah, I gotta get going. Thank you so much, Evelyn. I will. Th- let's talk this weekend. Give me a call. Okay, let's talk. Okay, that is the show. Uh, all right. Thanks, Evelyn. Okay, bye. 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 So that was blogger Evelyn, and she was here. And, uh, you know, I'm going to continue on here. So chapter 8 is to the wives. Uh, must appears eight times. Our next thought is that you should never tell him what he must do about his drinking. Wait until repeated stumbling convinces him he must act. For the more you hurry him, the longer his recovery may be delayed. Now, look, how does he know this? This guy was only working at this when he wrote the book. He was only at this for like a couple of years. He has no idea what he's talking about. But yet the arrogance of the way this is written acts like, I know, it must. I mean, it's just really, it's really bizarre. But sometimes you must start life anew. But you must be on guard not to embarrass or harm your husband. You will no longer be self-conscious or feel that you must apologize as though your husband were a weak character. Often you must, oh my God, listen to this next line, you must carry the burden, avoiding them or keeping them under control. Yet you must not expect too much. Your husband will see at once that he must redouble his spiritual activities if he expects to survive. So once again, pouring down the spiritual Kool-Aid 
of uh, you know pink powder that you need to drink to get it in Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. Chapter 9, The Family Afterwards, starting on page 122. The family must realize that dad, though marvelously, marvelously, I can't say that word today, improved, is still convalescing. Oh, he's convalescing now. But he must see the danger of over-concentration on financial success. Why? What, what, what is... Well, okay, we'll just go on here. We know that there are difficult wives and families, but the man who is getting over alcoholism must remember that he did much to make them so. This is where our fellow travelers are and that where our work must be done. The others must be convinced of his new status beyond the shadow of a doubt. Listen, if any of you out there don't know anything about Smart Recovery, which I think is really a great program, I think it's one of, you know, let's just say the, my favorites. We have Harm Reduction, Ken Anderson, Ham's Harm Reduction, Moderation.org. You have uh, Smart Recovery and uh, the Sinclair Method with the use of naltrexone. You can look at look up Claudia Christian on Facebook. Uh, please go to Facebook and like us on Leaving AA or like us on the 13-step to film on Facebook or Monica Richardson. Please go there and like and share Everything there, we're on Twitter, um, both as Monica Richardson and on Twitter as The 13th Step, the film. Again, I'm Monica Richardson, and we're here on Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. We have about 20 minutes left to the show. If you want to call in, you can call in to 818-475-9211, and I have another caller in queue and see if they want to talk. Hi, caller. Can I have your name? Hi, I'm James. James? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi, James. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Minnesota. Okay, James. And uh, what would you, you want to you have a question or you have a comment? Oh, no. I just, uh, I've been listening to your show here for a while and I haven't had a chance to call in yet, but uh, I just, I love, I love what you're doing. I love the message. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the topic of this, I have been out been out of the program for two plus years now um and of course you know the more that you look you know look back at the book i've been trying not to do that but the more you look into that it just it's 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 really amazing uh mm-hmm. what they're getting away with and uh of course all these musts you know it, it's it's <laughs> grounded in the fact that you know this is alcoholism they're the deadly disease it's really a fear, it's a fear tactic, mm-hmm. and which I think is really interesting because you know I, I don't know how many meetings I talked to, or I, I, I tend to where all they talked about the entire meeting is getting rid of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, they're trying to right. scare the shit out of you. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, a good point. I really remember it too. That there is a lot of talk about how walking through your fears, and it was, that was a big topic back in the '70s. But it, it is talked about a lot. But when you when you take this stuff and you really look at it, uh, it's really disturbing. It's really crazy. It's kind of like I was just said to Evelyn earlier. I don't know if you heard what I said to her before when I was like, I had, how many times have I teared up the big book over the past three years on these shows? And at least five times. But I had never seen that first one where, you know, what it says about in Chapter 5 that we have to get rid of selfishness and we must or it kills us. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> You're like, no, that doesn't. We would all be dead here. <laughs> Everybody is selfish exactly. to some degree or another. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Um, I mean, one of my favorite lines has to be the, the opening sentence of, of Chapter 5, um, which is such a clumsily written sentence uh, with all these just hazy claims. Rarely have we seen a first person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Right. I mean, how, how is that? First of all, you're talking about your, your friend wanting a, a citation there. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, define rarely. I mean, the first hundred people, it means a couple of them failed uh, by thoroughly followed. I'm not, I don't know if I've ever seen someone thoroughly followed a path. Right. Uh, so I don't know what the definition of that is. It's just, it sets up the whole thing. It's, just, it's kind of a, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of program. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially if it is, if it is uh, the book there is trying to, um, make people recover from a disease that's both physical and mental, you'd think that it should be updated at least once every 75 years. I don't know if, uh, you know, any sort of doctor or uh, psychologist or counselor, I don't know if they're on their bookshelf, if they're regularly um, consulting books that were printed during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should they just they continue to 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 be very stuck in the past. And I think it's more again when when you when you talk about the traditions of AA, and you really want to get bored to tears. The concepts of of service work, it all comes down to that fear mentality. You know, Bill did this. Bill, Bill of course, being uh, the supreme being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we just can't change it. We, they're, they're very resistant to change. Uh, and as you and the previous caller had talked about, uh, they're getting a lot of help from popular media, mm-hmm. uh, and that that continue to to discourage me. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you, you, there is no must in the program. That was one of the first things that I, I heard from people. But right. then, of course, you, you have to you have to do the tally and. Boy, there's uh, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, I think that I, I don't have. It might I might have the total. Let's see. I'm, I'm I could add it up at the end. But I want to just ask you a question. So you've been gone for two, over two years. Do you have support yeah. in your life? Is is there like you know one person or a couple people who you have in your life that's supportive of you being gone? Oh yeah, yeah. I I had some uh, uh, some good support people in my family mm-hmm. um, and with my friends too I mean but th- there's always uh, you know there, there's been a couple of let's say awkward uh, meetings and just you know in the grocery store or something like that you know, running into someone that uh, that I would see in meetings right you know, I try to keep the conversation pretty pretty brief uh, once mm-hmm. once I say that I you know that I'm out of the program I think that pretty much End of conversation, which is convenient for me. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, thankfully, no one's really tried to yank me back in very forcibly. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I have enough friends, I have enough family that uh, uh, it's it's really not an issue. Uh, right. Oh, that's good. For me. You're lucky. Yeah. yeah, you're really lucky. Well, I want to thank you. I'll put you back on hold if you can either listen this way. But I appreciate you calling in. It's nice to meet you. And if you want to find us on Facebook, and go ahead and. 
communicate with me at any of the Facebook pages, it's Monica or the 13 Step to Film or Leaving AA. Um, thank you for calling in, and I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Appreciated talking to you, Monica. Have a good day. All right, All right you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So that was James, and James called in from um, upper, I guess, I think it was Minnesota. I think it was Minnesota where he called in from. Thanks, James, for calling in. Uh, all right, so here we go. Oh, my server is acting kind of weird. What's going on with my chat? Oh, there you are. You're back again. All right, so let's finish up with this because, he, you know, James kind of reminded me of the problems with the traditions right now. I'd really like to get it. I think we have enough minutes I can do that. So we did... Um, here we go. Chapter 10, to the employers, there's five musts in here. State that you know about... State that... State that you know about his drinking and that it must stop. So not they're not going to give him tools for maybe moderation or harm reduction. He has to stop, period, okay? Um, though you are providing him with best possible medical attention, he should understand that he must undergo a change of heart. Oh, really? So, okay, let's, let's go back to this. Let's just say, okay, you're going to call it a disease. You're providing him with the best possible medical attention really like AA AA is not medical attention AA is not even a drug treatment program this is like you know one of the things that somebody around me said to me like over a year ago well you know if AA is a drug treatment program then you better regulate it by the state or the government and if it's a religion then call it a religion but you can't have your cake and eat it too but they are having their cake and they're eating it too and they're they're all serving it up, you know, on, t- on TV shows like Mom and movies like Flight with Denzel Washington and, you know, movies like Smashed. And then you have these, you know, drug czars and you have senators that have joined AA and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to keep going here because the other, the other stuff is just too depressing right now. Um, so you're not providing him with the best medical attention often or not when you go into rehab. 95% of them are AA-based. He should understand that he must undergo a change of heart. Okay. Well, that's true. I think people, you know, they go through some kind of a change when they want to, like, either stop what they're doing or change it in a way. When the man is presented with this volume, it is best that no one tell him he must abide by its suggestions. The man must decide for himself, for he knows that he must be honest if he would live at all. So I don't I don't understand that that he you know has to do that if he would live at all. All right. I am Let me see here. Um I don't know if this is on mute. I think there you're on mute. Okay. So we have another caller. I'm going to take a call right now. Hello caller, you're live. Can I have your name, please? Hi Monica, this is Val. Oh, hi Val. How you doing out there? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> would you like to uh, make a comment? Or ask a question. Uh, I would. Um, you you know you're talking about the musts of AA and you know uh, going to meetings and stuff and listening to people as they you know talk about the recovery and then afterwards they all stand up and then do the prayer and then they chant they they chant keep coming back it works if you work it and I'm pretty sure that's like an ultimatum you know like if you don't come back it won't work and then you fail. But I'm reading, you know, I'm reading the 12 steps and 12 traditions right here, and I'm on page 26, and it says here, 
First, Alcoholics Anonymous does not demand that you believe anything. All of its 12 steps are but suggestions. So I'm like, <laughs> it, it says right here, this is like an official thing from Alcoholics Anonymous. It's right in front of me. And I'm like, uh, this contradicts everything that I have known so far about AA. Because they tell you, you've got to work the steps. You know, and mm-hmm. if you don't do it, then... You know, it's your fault that it's not working and stuff like that. Or if you do do it and it doesn't work for you, then it, you're obviously the problem. And, right. you know, talk, hearing about sponsors pushing their sponsees and stuff like that. And I'm, and I'm like, huh, so it's all just suggestion then. So you don't have to do it, but you have to do it in order to get better. You must do it, but not really. It's like, it's, it's terribly confusing. So I just thought I would say that because this is an, this is officially part of AA's, you know, literature and stuff. So kind of yeah, interesting. It's a good point. I think that there's the debate that, that I would hear or that's happened within AA is there are these hardcore, they would call them big book thumpers, where they just read that, the book, the big book, which then they could really shove the must down your throat. And that book that you're reading, the 12 and 12, was written in 1953, I think. And the people who embraced that book liked it better because it had the softer sell. You know, it was like, oh, well, you know, when people saw how poorly written the big book was and that they criticized it, that book was written with Tom Powers, who went on to create All Addicts Anonymous, and he had the four absolutes, which Bill wasn't interested in because that meant that he couldn't be a 13-stepper anymore because <laughs> Tom Powers, you know, called him on, you know, his behavior with uh, new women and, the, like, there's a history with that. And so that book is written in, in a much better way It's because Tom Powers helped him write it. Nor, he never got credit, and he also never got any money, and neither did his heirs. But you're making a really good point that it creates a lot of, well, you have to do this. And then so the other people who read that book were like, mm, you know, well, just, you know, they're just suggestions. And that's what it's really kind of snowed our whole culture. It really has. Yeah, it's you know. like, you know, in Pirates, it's like in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, you know, you have to go by the pirate code and then they're like, well, they're all just guidelines anyways. Like, <laughs> you don't have to follow them. <laughs> Can we put that in the movie? Can you say that like, one more time? <laughs> it's like in it's like in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, they're all talking about the pirate code. You know, you have to follow the pirate code, but then they're like, "Well, they're more like guidelines, anyways. Like, don't don't have to take them too seriously, I guess." But it's the code. Yeah, yeah. I guess they just I guess they just say that, um, you know, to suit their needs or whatever. But I just wanted to say another thing, like um, very briefly. I know you're running out of time, but you know, the whole thing about AA as addiction treatment. You know, yeah. um, just reading through all of these court orders. Um, and them showing that, you know, must attend Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotic Anonymous or any, you know, court-approved or, you know, similar treatment program. And they're like, you know, but it's not a treatment program. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I've had experience, you know, I've had friends with cancer or, you know, and I've gone to hospital, I've done therapy, that type of stuff. And the type, you know, medicine is you know, absolute. You can get a different opinion from different doctors, but, you know, it's mostly the same. You have a diagnosis, they give you treatment options, and then you choose which treatment is right for you that deals with, you know, your body and whatever. 
and mm-hmm. things like that. But in AA, you know, it's either do this or you die. And, you, in, you know, in a lot of places, you know, we've um, I've seen letters saying, oh, I've been trying to research other treatments, but then my AA group is just hostile. They're like, no, this is the way. And, you know, they do a lot of praying in those groups, but they, if AA or alcoholism is truly a disease, and why don't they ever, I never heard anyone pray for a cure for alcoholism, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one, Val. You've said that one to me before, and the first time you said it, I think I cracked up, but maybe I pulled the camera out and wanted to film you saying it, but... Uh, I want to thank you for calling in. I'm going to put you back on hold, all right, so that I can finish out the show in this this last part. Thanks for calling in. Okay. I'll see you in a little while. Okay, thanks. That was Val from Los Angeles who just called in. Here we go with Chapter 11, A Vision for You Must Appear Six Times. I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I? They approach Still another sick one, and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. There must be many such in this town. Both saw that they must keep spirituality active, though they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober. That motive became secondary. God will determine that, so you must remember that your reliance is always upon him. Bum, bum. That's the end of the musts. Okay, so <laughs> I'm telling you, Val helped me um, pull all these musts. Um, no, these musts got pulled. Uh, Julie, I guess Julie did all the God things. Uh, you know what, folks? This has really been an interesting an interesting road, and I do have to say that with what I recently found out, how embedded you know AA is in many places, that um, the focus will be on moving forward, on educating people that there are seven other free options, including the use of naltrexone and the Sinclair method. And if you live in Los Angeles, California, the Alternatives Program with Dr. Kern and Adi Jaffe, uh, uh, Claudia Christian is uh, involved with. They have a meeting there, I think, once a week. And you can uh, go there for a more professional setting if you wanted to try naltrexone, which is taking uh, that drug one hour before drinking. It's all about moderating. And her movie is going to be, it's finished, and it'll be out, I hope, soon. It's really fantastic. I got to view it. I saw a screening of it. And it was really, I think it's really important what Val was saying about medicine, that, you know, if if there is something physical for certain people, um, I think that it is. we are really living in the dark ages if one thinks this is a spiritual uh, malady, which is what's in the AA book, a spiritual sickness that, no, it's not, and that people might be suffering at emotional, for emotional and mental problems or being um, dealing with childhood trauma that's never been addressed, that with, and I'm not opposed to, you know, alternative healing and spiritual healings. I, I'm all for that stuff. I did plenty of things over the years that had more to do with than seeing a great therapist, but my core issues had to be addressed in therapy. But there were other things I've done. But let me tell you this as much of a stepper that I was and a Kool Aid drinking fool that I was, I never, ever felt healed by those fucking meetings, okay? 
never, that I stopped on my own before, I quit on my own, and I was attracted to the fact that I wanted to be around other young people that didn't drink and that didn't smoke pot because I was done with those things. And I had never gotten into trouble. And I think that this is a really... Somebody posted on Facebook something about the early um, universities that taught you know doctors to become doctors, and uh, where they studied medicine and how, as you know, maybe the late 1800s, early 1900s, where it really was still finding its way. And I think that in today's world, you know, uh, that we have stopped—not me, but Alcoholics Anonymous members and people who have been brainwashed by that belief system have virtually really slowed down to a snail's pace the real research that could go on when people are you know, suffering from alcohol and drug overuse, misuse, and dependency. And I think that the more of us, the people will come out and tell their story, whether it's through CBS, 48 Hours, or myself, uh, that you can reach me at makeaasafer at gmail.com. I think I have um, a lot of stories now, and there's, I will be traveling to three or four other cities as I finish up the film. And uh, if you wish to donate, uh, please. And if you can't, you might know someone else who can. Have people go onto the website, the 13 Step to Film. Go to Facebook and like us and Twitter and tweet. And I think uh, you know, just talk about it. It's really, uh, it's just. I think it's just such a crazy, crazy thing. Uh, one of the things I had Val was doing for me. Um, let me see. Um, one of the things she circled here isn't how it works, where it says, here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. And so it's suggested, but then you have, you know, I mean, how many must did I read here? I don't even know. I'm going to add it up later. But, you know, she wrote here, make, it makes it sound so official, the program of recovery. Uh, it's not official. And uh, what are some of the other things? She had some other good points. I think one of the best things that she said just right before I did the radio show was that, you know, where does this guy, like, this? where's the psychic to prove it, you know? Um, uh, like, uh, like, here in How It Works, where it says, no one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. Um, you know, and so here we go again, where so you have all these musts, and then you don't really have to adhere to all the principles. Like, you can just, you know, you can go 13-step the newcomer and, Rip that guy off for 25k, whatever. Okay, so we're at the end of the show. Uh, you can always listen to us on iTunes. Download us for free. Download us here and listen on your smartphone or on your computer later. Share it everywhere. I will be back with a show next week. Uh, my name is Monica Richardson, and this is Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. And I will see you next week again. Everybody, thank you for calling in. Thanks to James, and thanks to Val, and thanks to Kevin, who's listening in the queue and forever putting up with my going on and on and on about all this stuff ad, ad infinitum. <laughs> I love you dearly, Kevin. And, uh, oh, Evelyn called in, too. I almost forgot Evelyn. Evelyn, thank you for calling in, 
and for Powerful and for Jason out there. And we have guests at Aries. Good night, and we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for Blog Talk Radio. This is Monica Richardson. Good night.